Howdy, and welcome back to the FPL after the FPL jingle. This is what you're listening to. After a brief siesta, I, I'm going to take a little while to get back into my my stellar podcasting skills. Um, we had a lovely Christmas, Stephen. How was your Christmas outside of FPL, which we'll discuss later? Uh, happy New Year, Owen. Um, yeah, Christmas was good. Um, I'm by with first day back in work today, which was which was a tough a tough thing to get out of bed for. I took a took an antigen test and it came up negative, and I was disappointed. <laughs> so uh, I was like, ah, had to go into work, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, nah, I enjoyed the the time off back with family back in Dublin and friends and all that crack and looking forward to getting back on the pod it's been a a little while like kind of it's kind of it kind of you don't really notice it once you stop doing it how hard it is to get back into it yeah um it's um i I was looking forward to getting back to it i I was i was almost conscious of the fact that i wasn't potting or something um it's it's uh, yeah it'll take us a little while to get back into the swing i think we had we had a the the initial bumps and dips kind of smoothed out, and now we're seeing a few more of them. Maybe a little longer to prepare for this one, but uh, it'll be an interesting pod. It'll be something different too. We've so much to discuss and so much to go back over. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the I don't think the format we usually had would would work in this scenario. So we'll just kind of yeah, like you said, there's a few things we want to touch on, which we'll kind of get to over the course of the episode. But uh, yeah, where where do you want to start? I suppose. I'd love to start by discussing like your your three losses. Ooh, that'd be nice. No, two, two, only two. Okay, that's nice. As of now, I mean, <laughs> as of now. I mean, I am. We'll get to it later, but I am losing to Connell. But I do have players in hand, so I don't know. We'll see. Could there's, go either way, really. There's life in the old dog yet. Um, yeah, we'll 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 go back in the the time machine to game week nineteen. We had just potted with John. It was a that was a good, that was a good pod, and uh, we were looking ahead at a game week that had at the time there was no fixtures cancelled yet. I don't think. Uh, no, like COVID hadn't. Well, there was fixtures cancelled on Stephen's day, but like there was, I don't think it had hit to the extent that we thought or that that it did in the end. So. Like plus in that episode, we were kind of just more or less shoot, shooting the shit and like having fun with John because he was a surprise guest. He didn't really know what was happening. The revelations so, um, were were out of this world, and <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good time recording that episode. But yeah, like we um, we didn't really know some of the stuff that was happening uh, until it until it was happening on the day. Like so, it was very hard to predict which matchups were going to go ahead and which teams we liked the look of and everything. But um, I suppose to take you through that week for me, I lost to Paddy Brennan, 47-42. Disgusting. Um, Highest scorer for him was Karen Tierney, who had a clean sheet and a a goal. But the difference ended up being um, Trossard, who came off his bench for him, and that ended up being the difference in the end. Um, wasn't too well. I was upset about it because Vardy was injured, and then Reese James got injured and had to be taken off, and then like I had no no one on my bench because because of matches being called off and COVID and yeah it wasn't ideal. I also had, well yeah. so anyway yeah how, how did your match get on that week? Uh, my matchup on nineteen. I was going to look at your matchup for twenty, but we'll go back to me for nineteen. Yeah, I had a forty three thirty six win over Connell. 
Um, Kasper Schmeichel conceded six goals and got a minus one. Uh, I had a Laporte for ten, and then just a few points here and there. No, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Gabriel uh, double Arsenal defense for twelve, which was grand. Son got me six points. Connell also had Son. Connell had Reese James, which kind of was a sucker punch for him. He had Smith Rowe and Son as well. Got him points, but just to to, to call out the blanks: Watkins, Ivan Tony, Ronaldo, Bernardo Silva, Tellez, Reese James. Uh, yeah, it was. I I I forty three around this period scoring around the forties I think over Christmas is, was 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 pretty solid so decent that I got a nice win over Connell there I don't think it was ever mm. really in danger the Laporte yeah, the like Laporte just... Laporte goal obviously is a big help <laughs> yeah well a goal from a defender is always a big help uh, so yeah then afterwards I I played Ray but I, I lost thirty six twenty four. Uh, he had Kane for a goal, Ward Prowse for a goal, Susek for a goal, Foden for a goal. Stalwarts uh, of 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 FPL. <laughs> fucking outrageous shit. Um, but look, it is what it is. Uh, I had no, I I had nobody. Like I picked up Pickford to play that week, and then he was ruled. The match was called off because of COVID. Uh, I think. Oh wait, this might have been the game. Reese James got injured in. No, I think um, it was the last one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, no, I no, see he's there he, with No, because he played. Yeah. He played for this game. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had Bowen, who got a hat-trick of assists. Um, but, like, yeah, like, Vardy did nothing. Salah missed a penalty. Rashford did, didn't play. Mares didn't play. Uh, Robertson suspended. Uh, Madison did nothing. Matip, Reese James did nothing. Cancelo got a clean sheet. So, yeah, it's just it was just shite all around. Like, it was just, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, it is. and, and a rare high score for Team Auto Draft Ray Foley, 36, would be one of his higher scores this season, I'd say. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not asked to go back through the archives and try and find no. his highest score this, this, uh, this so far this season. I think later uh, yeah, on. Yeah, I lost, so that's it. Yeah. I think later on we'll be taking a quick gander at whether or not you'll hold on to Rashford. He's a bit of a shitter. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I beat Mitch that week in week 20 uh, 41-23 so um, pretty much anything would have beat him I had the double city defence for 6 points I also had a Crystal Palace defender in Guehi for 6 points always always getting those former Chelsea boys wherever they go uh, Gallagher and Havertz didn't play but I didn't even have the subs to come in um, and then Ronaldo got a goal and an assist and Son also got an assist I'm wondering why Emmanuel Dennis didn't come in for my midfielders. Uh, oh, yes. You, probably, because, you had the maximum number. Of, oh, no, you yeah, didn't. I only had one midfielder, so, like, you know, I, I needed the only oh, thing yeah, that could yeah, come they in. Had to, yes, it yeah, would have yeah. been a midfielder, yeah. Well, so, no, you have three midfielders there, so one of them could have come out for Dennis. But I suppose two didn't play. You think they'd allow that? You think they'd allow a few to. Like, you know, for players that didn't play. Like, I could still have two midfielders, one of them getting zero points. If this was yeah. a tight week, I'd have been a little peeved. Ah, it wasn't a tight week. You had three fucking defenders with a clean sheet. Ronaldo got a goal and oh, someone yeah. got an assist. Like, it wasn't I'm, it wasn't. I'm close. saying if, <clears throat> if if it was a tight week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose, like, uh, anyway. There we go. That's one to be conscious of. Kasper Schmeich's so, also on my bench with 12 points. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I suppose where that leaves things is is that Steve is in first 
on 49 points. Yourself is in second on 46 points. Mark Gary is in thir- third on 42 points. Paddy Great, crazy is, rise there from Mark Gary. He's, he's, he's come from 10th up to 3rd over, whatever, 10 weeks. But like himself and Paddy there have shot up over the last number of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, results going his way is yeah. in like me losing two two weeks and then yeah. Con- Connell said awful look as as we had fun about on the pod not so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Paddy's in fourth on um thirty nine points, I'm in fifth on thirty eight, Connell in sixth on thirty seven, Porrick in seventh on thirty six, although I imagine that's gonna I don't know how he's going to sustain that because he has Salah and Mane and they're both gone to the AFCON, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, John is in 8th on 34, Cahill Connolly is in 9th on 33, uh, Mitch is in 10th on 33, Connor's on 11, in 11th on 31, in 11th on 31 points, and then it kind of drops a bit. Uh, Tyg's in 12th on 25, Mark Lossie's in 13th on 24, uh, Thomas is in 14th on 21, Owen Dillon's in 15th on 13, Ray in 16th on 13, Andy in 17th on 12, and, and Gary in 18th with 9. Okay, well, yeah, so myself and Steve then are kind of a little bit ahead, I would say it looks like. Uh, we've got 49 and 46. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would need to drop 8 points to go outside the top 4, which is possible. Um no, nah, no, I, I think you and Steve have, I think you and Steve have the playoffs pretty much locked in. I, I think at this stage, I think you'll both make the playoffs. It's just whatever order of the four you make yeah. it in. Yeah, there's a lot of, but I imagine a lot you, of, you two probably will stay. You'll probably you two will probably stay first and second. Like Steve's on a six game win streak at the moment, which I don't think anyone's um, talking about. No, I've tried to avoid it because I don't like talking about Steve Lines being in first. But like at the same time, he's only faced six hundred and eighty nine points, and in general, things regress to the mean. So if he starts to face a normal amount of points, he's going to start losing games. He's currently losing to Thomas Ivory. So, uh, yeah, please God, God, Thomas. Jesus, Thomas, do us a fucking favor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, especially me, do me a favor, because fuck it, I need, I need something. Because I've got, I tell you, I've got Mares and Salah who are gone to the AFCON, Reese James looks like he's out long term, six to eight weeks. Vardy's out three to four weeks. Rashford's done fuck all. Like I didn't think Cancelo would play the other day because he got fucking assaulted <laughs> uh, when burglars it's broke into like, his house. James left. Like, yeah, it's, uh, that's a ridiculous fucking lineup. Like uh, Matip didn't play because he had COVID. Robertson didn't play because he was suspended. Like my. <laughs> It's it's not great. It's not great. It's not great right now. But we're, I'm doing the best I can with the the minimum players that are available in our league. Our league is much less plentiful than other leagues. Like I think someone was like, "Oh, I picked up Sterling the other week." I was like, "How? How is Sterling still available in your league? Like, what Sterling the fuck's was, going was on?" Not well, then was he? I think Mark yeah. Lossie has him in, in our league. Yeah. No, Mark Lossie had him almost from the Cahill, from the Cahill word picked him go up just like, when he hit form yeah. there. In another league, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not going your way. Um, when we're looking at how our matchups are going at the moment, maybe we'll discuss who could get dropped there because it sounds like you you have wholesale changes that you might need to make pretty soon. Ah, oh, well, some changes. Uh, yeah, well, some changes will be made, but we'll see. Um, um, 
I might just have a quick scan over the the Euro- European tables we'll be on. Cool, let's take a look at Europe. So there was actually two game weeks that had to go in, being game week 18 and game week 20. And previous to that, Connell was way ahead in uh, the Jingle slash Champions League. Uh, who was ahead? Yourself, you were in first in the Europa League. And Tyg was in front in the Airtricity or the Conference League. Really need to nail down names for these because it's very confusing. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one that names them, and you keep changing the names. Just pick a name and stick with uh, it. You can do it now. You can do Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League now. Uh, the, what, what becomes the Jingle League then, though? The main league? I suppose it does. Yeah. Yeah, the main league. It is decided. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Glad we got that out of the way. That was like, I think that was the least we've ever actually had to debate something. It it needed to get nailed down. But um, Connell scored pretty well, but not fantastically. So I've actually caught 18 points on him, and I'm still 18 behind with two game weeks remaining in Europe. So maybe I can catch him in the Champions League. John scored very poorly. He's 30 points behind us there. Owen Dillon, amazingly, has scored less than 25 points per game. In in Europe, he has a score of 98 in the Champions League. Uh, Cahill went on an amazing run to leapfrog you there in the Europa League. He's on 198 tied with Connell for um, European scores. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's usually very good for a cup or European run, so he might uh, he might uh, profit out of that. Um, yourself, you're, you're, what, 20 points behind him? Uh, and Steve... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Steve then is 30 behind <laughs> uh-huh. two of you. So um, it's kind of down to yourself to maybe get a grip there. And then Tyg is on top. In- <laughs> it's up to me to get a Just, grip. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't talking about fantasy football either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Tyg then is in front, but it's kind of a lot more open in the electricity or conference league, whatever you want to call it. Um, like from first... We just named it. What do you mean, whatever you want to call it? We literally just named it. We didn't name nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> oh, for fuck! From first, uh, from first to last in in the conference league, there's only thirty four points. So you know, like that's, that's anyone's game. Two good weeks, and, and you're going to win that. Um, that's 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 Europe. Uh, Connell, Cahill, and Ty currently in the driving seats. Myself, yourself, and all of the Airtricity League basically have a bit of work to do to try and put them under pressure. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's Europe, which there is a bit of money going for. I think there's 50 euros in the Jingle League slash Champion League. I'm going to keep calling them the two names. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but yeah, so then we'll take a look at our current matchup, Steve, before we go on to looking kind of at real-life Premier League stuff. Um, you're sure. currently facing Connell. Connell. How's that going for you? Yeah, so I'm not great because, as I mentioned, everything I have has gone to shit. Uh, yeah, like, look, I have Pickford, uh, who got one point so far. Uh, he has a double game week com- or another game coming up. Cancelo got two. Uh, Thiago Silva got one. Diop got one, but again, he has a double game week. Matip didn't play because he has COVID, and I had nobody on my bench to play instead of him, so nothing from him. Bowen, I have, who got an assist, but Connell also has him. Uh, I have Madison, who will hopefully play. Um, Smith-Rowe did nothing. Mara's got a penalty, but... 
Bernardo Silva was the penalty winner for him, so it only really netted me about one point. Well, two, once you take into account Bernardo Silva got a yellow card. Uh, Salah scored, but then again, Trent assisted the goal, so there you go. Um, For him, obviously, as I mentioned, he has Trent and he had Bowen and he had Bilva. Ronaldo did nothing. Son got an assist. Watkins didn't play. Chris Wood. um, Chris Wood uh, did play but did nothing. Uh, Ben Johnson's on his bench. I think he meant to start him, but he didn't. Um, James Madison is on his bench. Uh, He's not started. Uh, Smith Rowe is on his bench. He did nothing. So I'm eight points down at the moment, but I have three players to play. So I need something to go my way if I'm going to beat them. Yeah. So you 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 both have uh, you share who is it Bowen and Madison, uh, but you have. Yeah. Well, Madison's on his bench, yeah. so I don't think he'll. I don't know if he'll come on. He should come in there for Matip, dep- depending on, on priority. But, but I don't think he said his bench. Oh. Well then, uh, okay. But yeah, you'll you'll have Jay Picks there in goal for another game. He said Yap also. Who's your third player? Mad- Madison? Yeah, Madison. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a yeah. bit of a mountain to climb. But, uh, could go your way yet. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not optimistic. And then my game after that is against you. My game after that is against John. And then my game after that is against Mitch. Mitch, so, the, like, the, the shining light they're not, they're not easy fixtures. Uh, no, no, you, you have to get, take your tough run as well. Um, yeah, and... and all your team turning to shit isn't very nice, so you'll have. Uh, I'd, I'd imagine you <laughs> isn't very nice. Fuck you. <laughs> have you a few transfers in mind? Ah, uh, what well, like like I said, Owen. There's not much. There's slim pickings in our league, so like, what can you do? Like, I'll I'll try and muddle through as best I can. But yeah, Pontus Jensen went there last week into my team, so he's not there for you. Might have been a bit of help. I didn't want Pontus Janssen, so that's fine. <laughs> Pontus Janssen once entered my dreams and scored a goal that weekend. Yeah, uh, he's a <laughs> he, he was a nice little pickup for the double game week he's having. Well, we talk about your matchup so against John. That's what I was going for. So I'm on forty two. John is on twenty seven. We both still have a goalkeeper to play. I have Casper Schmeichel who hasn't played yet. Jordan Pickford picked up one for John has another game. So then uh, Diaz blanked for me. Jansen blanked. Laporte got an assist. Devin Sanchez got a goal and clean sheet. Twelve points. Basically all of my score. Gallagher didn't play again. I think that's an undisclosed injury, so I need to look into that in more detail. I dropped, interestingly, Kai Havertz, sick of him, and picked up Declan Rice for the double game week. Um, second time I've picked him up, second time he's returned immediately. Uh, five point, uh, an assist there, five points for him. Bernardo Silva also got an assist on four points with the yellow card. Mane and Son also got a goal and assist for me. Ronaldo blanked. So, like, 42 is a pretty healthy score for the week. John's 27 is made up of a Trent assist. Samedo got a clean sheet against that awful, awful Man United performance. Uh, Bundy has also got an assist for him, and he has a Salah goal as well. Um, John with Reese James, Foden, Grealish not playing. Uh, Chilwell and Aubameyang also on his bench. The most he's getting out of his bench is one point, so I think of this one pretty much put away with what I have left to play. He only has... Jordan Pickford, uh, that's, that's it. it. So unless Jordan Pickford scores about twenty points, John's in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all looking rosy. I mean, like I'm having great fun. I had and I had great fun over the Christmas period, and 
If anything, I wish there had been more. I did games. once I just stopped caring about <laughs> fantasy, and I realized I had to do this podcast, so I had to start caring again. And now I hate life again. So you thanks. can never escape, Stephen. No. I don't know. I can try. The theater of the mind is a great place, Anne. The theater of the mind. We're really going deep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think I think that's uh, everything uh, from the Fantrax League side of things. We can move on to real life stuff if you like. Yeah, sure. Okay, after that joyful recap of Stephen's Christmas period, which we all enjoyed, we're going to do a slightly... Why did I do... Why did I agree to come back? Why did I do this? That only knows it. You sound like you're having great fun. Well, I'm not. <laughs> for the record. I want it on record. I want the listeners... I know Lisa. I know Lisa. I know Lisa stands beside you and transcribes all this. I want it on record. It's getting very fast at typing. There's been a lot of caps lock in this episode. <laughs> There's all what there always is. Um, but yeah, we'll do a little, like a totally different uh, format for this bit. So we're we're just going to rather than discuss matches or even particular teams or whatever, we're going to discuss. Uh, I was going to use the word philosophy, but that's far too big for us. Like, just ideas that we were talking about in the pod, whether they they still stand, whether, for example, the Spurs' defence is a good thing now under Conte, whether the Palace forwards, West Ham forwards are good. Uh, Then we'll have AFCON, we'll have what goes on at Liverpool due to AFCON, different things. There's probably not much point discussing Man City and the fact that they're the best team in the league and they're scoring loads of goals. So we'll start with Palace, Steve. We were very high on them. And in the intervening mm. period, is that the word intervening or intermeaning? In the intermediate. There's, there's something period, the intervening period. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, let's just say you're right and carry let's on. Assume, because let's otherwise assume I'm right. So Spurs beat them yeah. 3-0, which might be fair enough. They beat Norwich 3-0. It's always good to see a team beating the whooping boys. And they lost to West Ham 3-2. So... Mm. Is it still worth? I, I think I've seen Zaha and like dropped and Edwards not picked up in a lot of leagues. Is it still a good idea to be looking at these Crystal Palace forwards? Uh, short answer: Yes. Like <clears throat> so, if we go back to the start, uh, week uh, match day nineteen, they lost to Spurs three 0 in the Spurs Stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't care. Like they just never looked at the races. Zaha got sent off for doing Zaha stuff, trying, trying to fight the whole Spurs team. Yes, he does. And, like, once that happened, uh, in an away match against a better team, like, they were always going to struggle. But, like, what? Like then they, they came back and beat Norwich 3-0 because they absolutely should have, and that's what fully what they were expecting to do. And then, you know, just inconsistency is the thing. Like, you know, <clears throat> uh, the, the, the thing was, like, when they went from... When they went from Roy Hodgson to Vieira, there was always going to be a transitional period. Like, and we said, I think we said, like, that we're surprised at how well and how quickly Vieira has been able to adapt some of the policies that are, and the principles that that he wants to bring into the team. And um, they did a big overhaul, got rid of a lot of of older, more senior, experienced players in favor of some new lads like Guayhi and uh, Elise and they brought in Gallagher on loan and it's worked out for them for the most part they play a much more attacking style of football it's much more attractive to watch but the other side of that thing is then is that they're going to leave themselves more open to the counter-attack and getting and conceding goals and that's what's happened against some of the better teams like you have to remember like 
they lost to West Ham 3-2, but West Ham are, are, are going for top four. Like West Ham, it's not like a, a game they lost to West Ham f- three or four years ago where West Ham were a struggling mid-table team or lower. Like West Ham are a really good side. Yeah, absolutely. so like you're not gonna, and plus you're not. But back in the day, you'd be picking up the keeper, or the midfielder, or the, the keeper, or the defenders, because you knew Palace were always going to be hard to break down, and just got kind of grind it out, either get a nil nil or try and win the game one nil. They were never going to try and attack a team and score two or three goals like they're doing now. So are the are the attackers still worth it? Yes. But in the short term, no, because uh, uh, Zaha, the reason he's been dropped is because he's going to the AFCON. Uh, Jordan Ayew will be going to the AFCON and uh, Cheku Kiate will be going to the AFCON. So those are kind of three senior uh, experienced players who kind of start, who are kind of almost guaranteed starters. So that's probably why you're seeing the likes of Will Hughes coming in a bit more, why you're seeing Ed- Odson Edward coming in on the wing either to cover take over take over for Ayu when he gets injured when he goes to the Afcon or be taken over for Zaha because he's been suspended but like there's still there's still a lot to like about that that those attacking players yeah i couldn't agree more with you the only thing is the fact that like they keep starting Benteke and i'm not picking him up um just looking over the last little period there Edward has gotten two goals in the last two games Alisa came off the bench and got a goal and an assist and and that's kind of where the problem lies in that there's these class players that just seem not to be getting games. Like, like you look at Crystal Palace and they started Benteke and Ayu, and you're like, would you not have given Eze and Alise a run out, put Edouard through the well, middle? They, well, no, like, they, they, well, they have Conor Gallagher going through the middle almost. Um, and I, look, the, the long-term plan is Edouard. Edouard will be the striker. There's just this kind of, like I was saying before, this transitional period where they're kind of, they need to kind of get the balance right. And I think Vieira at the moment thinks the balance is uh, Benteke still as the focal point up top with Edward in and around until he needs to become the focal point of that team, which he will. Um, Yeah, like I think he's being cautious with the young lads not to put too much burden on them too soon. Like you have to remember, Eze is coming back from a torn Achilles. Like that's not, that's like a long-term injury. So like the last thing you want to do is try and bring him back too early and he ends up got like a Jack Wilshire case where he's just injured constantly. So I can understand why they're taking their time with Eze. Elisa, yeah, probably is demanding a bit more game time than just coming off the bench when you're 2-0 down, hoping he can do something for you, which he did, like you said. He scored a free kick and he got an assist in that game against West Ham. So like the pro- the promise is there, the signs are there. It's just a case of just being patient with it, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose I just see the the bench full of these players who I think are better than Benteke and Ayo, but for the sake of balance, I suppose they need to be getting games. Um, so we're, 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 we're talking about the, the Palace-West Ham 3-2 that West Ham won. And I thought West Ham were interesting over the Christmas period. So to go through their results, we'll say 4th of December, they beat Chelsea 3-2. And at, I think that was the pinnacle of everyone saying, yep, West Ham are real, they're savage, they're on the... They're going to do class stuff. But then, I suppose in Europa, they didn't care about that game. They lost to Zagreb 1-0. They drew at Burnley 0-0. They lost to Arsenal, lost to Spurs, lost to Southampton. uh, Three games in a row, although Spurs was in the cup. Um, So then, for for me anyways, I was like, fuck it, maybe I'll just stay away from West Ham. But then they went and beat Watford 4-1. And obviously, this result against Palace at 3-2. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, seven... If I look at the results in the last four games, three, seven, ten goals in the last four games, more than two goals a game. Um, I think their forwards are worth picking up. What are your, what are your thoughts, Steve? 
Well, yes, they are. The thing is that West Ham are pretty consistent in who they start. There's not a lot of rotation. So your Antonios, your Ben Ramas, your uh, Bowens are all taken already. Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose where that that I suppose where the the bit of of a question is around maybe if they do play a four four a four two three one, who's that kind of like cam player? Like, is it kind of like a Lanzini or who kind of is playing in that role? Lanzini's playing in there now recently and doing really well. So you imagine he is going to retain his place. But you know, like Pablo Fornals is a pretty decent player as well for them. So yeah. there is a bit of rotation there. But you, but like even Ben Rama for a while wasn't really starting games. But you kind of feel the way that they're going now. It's kind of the case that. Yeah, see, this is the interesting one because COVID just and makes things so interesting because you just don't know. Like you know, uh, I I I started Matip for the game against Chelsea without even and then because Klopp said in his press conference that he had three players who he knew had COVID, but he wouldn't tell us who. So it just depends. But like that front three is mainly locked down with Panrama, Antonio, and Bowen. Um, but like I think Dave Moyes is arguably the manager of the season, and I think it's more so than deserving the last season because he did it once and everyone was like, "Okay, but can you do it again?" And he's like, "Yes, we can do it again." And they are like, I know after beating Chelsea, they um, they lost to, I'm oh, sorry, they drew at Burnley. Burnley are a tough side. Match was away you know kind of give them that one uh West Arsenal was 2-0 and they got a man sent off uh they got a penalty in that game which I thought was harsh uh Lacazette kind of made the most of it and um the red card I thought was a bit soft as well um they then lost to Southampton 3-2 I think that was just a blip I think that was what was that boxing day yeah like there's just when you're when you're the fixture is this congested and you're having to play games so close back to back with minimal rest and rotation like you know you know things this is going to happen but we saw them get back to form with a 4-1 against Watford and and a 3-2 win against Palace here they, and I watched that game against Palace and they were really good like uh Lanzini's goal was very well taken uh, Antonio's goal was great and Rama had a really put in a really lovely ball for that goal and like they they're they're doing what they have to do like, uh, like you have to remember that this squad uh Ogbonna's out for the season with a torn uh ACL uh, I think uh, who's the other centre back? I think Kurt Zuma's out uh, potentially long term. Uh, they're just getting Kufal back. Cresswell's out long term, and they're still managing to get these results. So I think Palace, I think West Ham are still a, a good side, and I think some of the even the the defenders are still worth worth it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you, you mentioned Lanzini playing in that cam spot. Fornells had it, and I actually was had Fornells, although I was benching him most of the time. He lost the spot to Lanzini, and now Fernandes has COVID, so it will be difficult to get a player out of this West Ham forward line. But if you had it, you'd be you'd be happy out, given the way they're playing. And yeah, in fairness, like the other teams, you know, the back line would be absolutely destroyed having lost, you know, three of their starting back four. But um, Johnson's been well able to deputise there. Dawson and Diop are, are fairly solid. Soufal we saw last year was good, even though he's just coming back now. But uh, yeah, the, this West Ham team is going to be coming back to form. Maybe, maybe just a little blip there, like like you're having yourself at the moment, Steve, in, in fantasy Premier League. No comment. Will you move on to Spurs? So the next topic is Spurs. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> uh, now I'll let you take this one because I'm conscious that I've been I've been kind of going on rants for the last couple of points. So 
Oh, that's what we're here for. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I, I've, we've included Spurs as a topic for me because I just know that, yes, Spurs are good. We were saying it before. Uh, I'm just getting the results up here now. We were saying it before in the past. I, I have it here. They have a they had a two two against they had the two two against Liverpool, which is probably their their the their game of the season. Well, not game of the season. It's their most interesting game of the season, just for the swings and roundabouts yeah. of that one. <clears throat> we mentioned the three 0 win against Palace after Zaha got sent off. Uh, they had the uh, one all draw against Southampton when Southampton had a man sent off. Really should have won that game, but Pat Southampton dug in and got a result. Spurs. Um, yeah, Spurs should have won. Uh, Kane had a goal disallowed that was marginally offside. Probably was, but I mean, it was a very, very tight call. Um, they had the one 0 win against Watford, but that was probably they did not play well that that game. Excuse me. Um, they got a Davison Sanchez goal in the ninety six minute and injured like in this, at the, as like last kick of the game. Um, but I think. That's a result that we wouldn't have seen before, where they they played poorly and still managed to get the win. Absolutely. So you have to applaud them for that, I suppose. Yeah, so, so I suppose like they're they're showing they're showing signs of life on is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, signs of life. Even if we go back before those fixtures, they had two cleans uh, against Brentford and Norwich, fairly tame opposition. Should be getting them there, but then they did keep a clean sheet against Palace and Watford. Um, Southampton, the blip in the middle. Uh, so, they they should have yeah. they should have though they should have kept clean sheets against those teams. Yeah, the Watford attack isn't isn't what we used to be going on about before. So I mean, I think almost all the the Spurs defenders will be picked up in most of the leagues. I was lucky that the one I picked up this this week was Sanchez for the goal. Um, but the forwards, I'm like you know, it's Son and Kane, and I probably wouldn't bother after that because we, we don't seem to be seeing any returns from any of the rest and they don't even look good when they play I'm not not a fan of Moura myself yeah this is the thing that Conte likes to play that 3-5-2 so he's kind of relying on the wing backs to pro- pro- provide a lot of width and is has Son and Kane almost like as a as a two up top striker partnership kind of like the way that they did an inter with Latero Martinez and Lukaku so it's interesting but like <clears throat> they're definitely missing a few players, uh, especially if they want to play the way Conte wants them to. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in January if they try and bring in anyone. Uh, like, I think that right hand side is potentially an option to try and strengthen. Like, you've got, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know, I, I say that having not just remembered that they signed Emerson Royale this summer. But he is shy. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt Doherty, and Matt Doherty isn't isn't doing well. I thought he would do well, but he's not. Yeah, he's not um, the player he was at Wolves, unfortunately yeah, for him. Um, so there's definitely areas. I mean, they are playing Ben Davies as a left-sided centre-back. He's not a centre-back, so do you look to bring someone in there? Like, It'll be interesting to see what they do, because I, I, I guarantee you there's no way Conte agreed to go to Spurs if they were not going to spend money. Yeah, because uh, as we discussed, you know, when we were looking at this Spurs team and what the back five would look like, we were saying... Yeah, cool. It'll be a nice back five, but but the players just aren't there for it to perform well. Uh, but you know, the, I th- I think they're doing pretty okay at the moment. But Spurs are not one of the whipping boys, which is the next topic we're going to discuss. Um, so who who are we targeting from here on out? And it'll, it'll be interesting with Afcon too, because um, there'll be players to pick up that'll start getting games. So, Steve, you, you've mentioned here Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, and Watford. And I'd even go so far as to say up until around 13th, a lot of teams down there are just looking pretty shit. 
which I suppose they should. Uh, I mean, yeah, like it's 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 hard to it's hard to overlook the obvious in the especially when you're talking this kind of stuff. Like you know, Norwich have lost their last six, five or six games in a row. Is it five? I can't remember. Um, like Newcastle got a win recently five, enough. Five bar games that, ago. have been terrible. Was it okay? Was it five? Wait, five games ago they got their win. Uh, yes, I believe so. Leeds just beat. Who did they beat? I'm just, just yeah. I'm looking at this in the correct order. Leeds did just get a win. So yeah, it's it's been five games ago since Newcastle won. Jesus, that feels like a lifetime ago. You know what I'm probably thinking of? I'm thinking of that draw against United. I'm thinking that was like a win for them. It kind of was in yeah. a way, but um, like you know, Burnley are just not like you know it's. How often can Dyche go to the well and keep doing the same thing he's doing? Like eventually you're just gonna run and out of run out of water. With the same like, players <laughs> I don't know. Every time it, as well, like which is just fucking nuts. Yeah, like I just don't know. Uh they're not they're not as defensively sound as they usually are. Um they're struggling for goals up top. Chris Wood isn't doing anything, Ashley Barnes isn't doing anything, Vidra or Jason Rodri- J. Rodriguez aren't doing anything. And that you know, that's considering the fact that they were recently as far I think it was last season, they were taken over by an American consortium. So there should potentially be money there. I mean I, I suppose there is they signed Corney, who was by far and away their best player. Um I think in the thirteen games he's been involved in, he's got six goals and one assist. That's unreal return, but he's just been injured and now he's going and then thing now he's going to the AFCON, so they won't have him for another month. So that'll be an absolute body blow for them because they really need him. Yeah. Watford have just last lost their last six games in a row. So no matter how well Emmanuel Dennis or Josh King seem to do, it doesn't matter because they leak goals at the back all the time. Uh, Leeds are kind of something similar. I think Leeds are just suffering from injuries. Like I mean, they, they basically put out an under-11 side when they played Arsenal. Yeah. Um, so they're looking to get Bamford back, Calvin Phillips back, and try and make something of it, try and stay up in the league this year. I think they'll probably just about do it, just because the teams behind, underneath them are so poor. But it will be tight. Uh, Everton, you do... Like, I've seen them make two signings so far. This transfer window, they signed a Ukrainian left-back... So you imagine Dinier's day, days are numbered at Everton, and they signed uh, right back Nathan Peterson from uh, Rangers or Patterson. I can't remember. Um, so you imagine Seamus Coleman will probably be gone at the end of the season as well. Um, Southampton are kind of just one of those teams that kind of just meander around there. I just recently saw in a in a tweet that they've been bought over by a Serbian TV uh, consortium or group. So for like a hundred million pounds, so it's interesting that for a hundred million pounds you can either buy Jack Grealish or a Premier League football club. That's crazy! I hadn't heard that news. A hundred million for Southampton? I'd have bought them myself. Yeah, it literally just broke as we were oh, recording this. That's mad. Yeah, I, I was. Everton here have conceded thirty-two goals, so I, I, I thought that they were a touch more solid than that. So I'll, I'll certainly, no, yeah, I I'll, be, I'll be, I'll be picking my forwards based on that. And yeah, but then Burnley, of course, have only conceded a twenty-seven. So maybe I, I'm I'm still of the belief, you know, when I'm picking, you know, if I was picking a Watford forward or, or you know potentially an Everton forward, something like that, you know, as my fourth guy, if they were playing Burnley, I'd still be a little cautious that they might be able to make something of it. But yeah, so I suppose Norwich, Newcastle, Watford, Leeds have forty-two, forty-two, thirty-six, thirty-seven goals conceded, and you know they just. The defense is absolutely catastrophic. Poor old Eddie Howe will be out, will be gone again pretty soon. I'd say at Newcastle. Uh, mm, I don't know. I I think 
in the in the unlikely, I don't know. It depends now. They're they're they're. I think there's talk that they're signing Kieran Trippier from Atletico Madrid for twenty five million stuff. pounds as their first signing. Ludicrous. Twenty five uh, million for a player the, that you're going to have for like a year. No, they're going to sign. He's going to play for them for the next like three years until he's what thirty five. But um, like yeah, can like uh, theoretically, his game isn't entirely based on pace. He's his best his best attribute is from dead they're ball. Signing him as a midfielder or something. So is it? Ah, go away on you're just uh, I don't okay, that's a ludicrous signing 25 million I, I thought Newcastle would be better than that I, I, I hope he proves why, me why did you think they'd be better that they have no director of football in place at the moment they have no structure for how they want to approach this transfer window it's just throw enough money at it to try and keep us in the league for next year that's all it is but even if they do go down I think Eddie Howe would stay with them and I think he'd just bring them back to the Premier League next, the following season like he'd, he's done it in the championship with Bournemouth so I don't see why you couldn't just do it again with an even better squad yeah yeah this, this um, squad yeah, yeah the, 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 the. I, I, I don't think I don't think he'd leave and I don't think they'd sack him either because I don't know what better manager they'd get if they did get relegated yeah I don't know it's it's probably a fairly a fair assessment that they won't get rid of Eddie Howe because if they're going shit it's not probably not because of him um but try, signing Kieran Trippier to try stay up in the league, I don't think is a fantastic use of twenty five million pounds. But but like they this is twenty five million pounds is nothing to them. They've got so much money in terms of financial fair play that it doesn't really matter. Like this is when City first started off um, after getting bought over and buying players like Robinho or Joe or Alano or Benjani or. Like they just bought it. They just bought everyone. Like they, that's they just, they just did to it. Hear about. Um, <laughs> but it, but like it, that's what you go through before you kind of get a system in place that you know that works. And now look at where they are now. So, like they will get there. Like and plus, Kieran and Trippier isn't going to be their last sign in this transfer window. Like they're already they're looking at talk. I saw that they're potentially talking about taking Deli Ali or um, J- Jesse Lingard on loan, who I think could be good signings. They're talking about potentially taking up Amiang out on loan. Like there's going to be loads of players coming in the door for them this 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 January. But I I don't like they're still they'll they'll, they'll they might stay up, but they'll still be vulnerable to back. Uh, absolutely, as we can see there from what is it, 42 conceded. But we'll move on then to AFCON. Um, it'll be, so the, and, and I suppose what's interesting here is the players that gone and who will take their place um, and who might be worth picking up. So at Leicester there, you have Iki Inacio, Ndidi and Amarte gone. So you'd be thinking about a forward. Vardy's also injured. Maybe, maybe Leicester just won't function. Uh, they don't depend on um, that show. No, they'll put Pat. They'll, well, no, they'll play Pats and Daka. Or is Pats and Daka gone? He's still no. there, surely. I don't think he is. Yeah, no, I think he's there. This from the list I took it. He his name wasn't included, so I imagine he's he's not. He'll be he'll be available for them. But like you know, they've also played Harvey Barnes up top before, or James Madison in like a kind of a false nine. So you know they'll they'll survive until Vardy comes back fit anyway. Well, potentially, um, Luck, Luckman might hopefully. be able to pick up as well he's fit yeah but uh, yeah potentially but anytime I've seen him play it's usually been on the right hand side so yeah I mean maybe, maybe I don't know it, you'd want to be if he it, goes forward something like that you know yeah maybe you just if you're talking about doing that you'd want to have a real shitter to be taking a punt like that I don't know how I don't know if it's going to pay off for you is my point so you'd want to be fairly confident that the lad you have is going to do nothing 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that's what we're kind of looking for. We're looking for who who will now play because of these players who are gone to the Afcon. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, if you're talking about players like that, like the <clears throat> like for Watford, you have uh, Saran Messina. Yeah, okay, maybe whatever. I pick up anything at Watford. But for but for Palace, for Palace, as we were just mentioning, Kuyate, Ayu, and Zaha are all gone to the Afcon, and they're three big players for um, Palace. So you're looking like Eds Odson Edward. Uh, Christian Manteke and probably Alise or maybe Eze getting a run out. That'll be so. There's definitely options. I prefer there. that to Lookman most definitely. Any of almost any of those players. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Palace will certainly be a place uh, you can go to the well. Uh, Liverpool will be without their star men Salah and Mane. So uh, Minamino slash Arigi. One of Keita doesn't even get a mention. No. No. <laughs> so uh what, minamino uh arigi ox will get a few games we wouldn't know probably in midfield um bobby bobby jota. Might be gone. jota obviously will be gone in in, in all leagues so kind of three guys there will will liverpool function well without with them gone i don't think so to be honest uh They'll struggle definitely. Yeah. Like they'll struggle mightily, but the, they're they're bolstered in the fact that, like, Firmino is such a class sub to have off the bench. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, considering he considering how well he knows that system, like, and then having Jota being ver- so versatile that he can play out on the wing as well as through the middle. Like you're ba- like, how do I, like, if you had to play a backup. Like if you had to make up a, back, a front three and you didn't have Salah or Mane, those are two great pieces to start with, yeah. you know. So it's literally just a case of who's the who's the third man. Like, is it going to be Origi? Mm, maybe. Is it going to be Oxley Chamberlain? Maybe a bit more so because he played wing there before for Arsenal. Minamino, maybe, but he's never impressed no. whenever I've seen him play. Um, so like, there's it's, and then I suppose with Keita gone. Your midfield then is uh, Fabinho, Jordan Henderson, James Milner. I think Thiago Silva is still out injured. Curtis Jones is still making his way back from injury. Uh, Thiago Alcantara, is it? What did I say? Thiago Silva. Oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. Thiago. A few uh, few too many of the Guinness over Christmas Day. Not enough, if you ask me. (laughs) So, like, and then, you know, they have... uh, I think they're back. I think they're mid. I think their back four is relatively solid. Trent will be there. Uh, Robertson will be back from his suspension. Matip is retired from international duty, so he won't be gone. Uh, Van Dijk will still be there. Allison has COVID, so Kelleher. Actually, if you're struggling for a keeper, Kelleher might not be a bad show for the next game. Although with the actually no, never mind because there's FA Cup this weekend, so uh, Allison will have done his quarantine and he'll be back for the next game. So never mind that. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd be conscious of the fact that with Salah gone, half of their goals are also gone, and I can see a front line of Firmino, Jota, and Origi working. Um, kind of Firmino linking it together and the two boys just running. But Origi's a sub. Jota doesn't really do it on his own. So, so, uh, let's, so uh, if you if you had faith in that front line, well, pick even it up. if you well, even if you sure. don't, right? I think the the faith in the defense is there. So you have Liverpool are playing Brentford at home on the sixteenth, which is yeah. So they're playing Brentford at home on the sixteenth. They're playing Palace away on the twenty third, 
and then they're playing Leicester at home on the 10th of February and then, like that's by then I think they'd nearly the AFCON would nearly be over and they'd nearly be back so I think there's minimal overlap for them I think it might only be like two or three games actually when you think about it um so that's not too bad like I thought it was going to be worse than what it actually is but um like it, it you'd fancy Liverpool to just grind out maybe like a, a 1-0 or like a like a 2-0 or like I think that defense is good enough to get clean sheets so you know, it'll it'll depend. Yeah, the 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 defense is pretty much intact. Yeah, so, I know. I sorry, you know, I was thinking more so that. from like, uh, yeah, yeah. So Villa are missing Traore and Trezeguet, which for them isn't a massive deal, but they're also missing Watkins through COVID. Uh, is Bailey fit? Uh, uh, Leon Bailey, but <clears throat> I don't know is the honest answer. Um, but I'd be reluctant mm-hmm. to pick him up just because. They're going be reluctant to, for anything. They're going so well at the moment that it'll be hard to integrate them back in now, especially after a big injury like that. Um, yeah, like so two. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to move us along to the two Wolves defenders that are missing. I, I am fond of the Wolves defense. You know, it's just well, obvious Bo- that they've kept a lot of clean Bo- sheets as of recent. Bolly is gone, but he hasn't played all season. Uh, Sice is probably the big big loss for them, but in a back three or. They can move it into a back two as well if they want. I think they'll be okay. Um, Basuma is probably a big loss for um, Brighton, but I don't really think he's going to affect much in terms of fantasy or what you do there. There's not many Brighton assets no, you'd have. No. Cornet, who I mentioned before, is a big loss for Burnley and probably a big loss in terms of a, an asset. A nice, He's a nice asset to have like because, like I mentioned, six goals and one assist from the 13 games he's played for them. Uh, Mendy is a big loss if you have uh, him as a, your goalkeeper. Uh, you'd want to have a strong backup. Um, but I think uh, I think I also Kepa. Chelsea. Oh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Chelsea are going to play the uh, Club World Cup, though, aren't they? So they're not really going to miss that many games. Uh, they are going to play the Club World Cup. Although I'm not entirely sure when that game is. Is that that's the weekend coming? Um, so. Kepa, I presume, will be playing that. Yeah, yeah, so what you mean is that they don't have Premier League the weekend coming, so yeah, maybe they'll only miss two to three games like Liverpool. Although I'm looking at it now, and I don't think Chelsea have a game on match day 24 or 25, so it actually might be February when they have that Club World Cup. So uh, again, I'm not sure when the AFCON is over, so those players, Mendy might be gone for like two or three games, so... Yeah, you're. I don't know. Yeah, if you're looking to Kepa, maybe as a as a backup, definitely. Like, cause, but that defense is kind of so wobbly at the moment. I don't know. Owen, do you think it's worth it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving uh, on. Uh, Everton are yeah. going to miss uh, Alex Awobi, uh, who is no loss to anyone, including Everton. No. Nope. Uh, um, hey, God bless that goal he scored in the the Europa League final some years stop. ago. Now. The one thing, the one time I went to the bathroom, I missed a fucking screamer from Alex Wobie. I'll never get over it. Um, it was an absolute I, belter. We were at the perfect angle. But Mares will be say. gone from. I was literally about to Man say, and City. I was about to say Mares is going to be gone from my team, and then I had to stop myself and say Man City. Yeah, he's going to be gone from Man City, but <laughs> like team. he'll, yeah, uh, but he'll uh, look. He'll, he'll he'll be fine. Like they'll they'll live without him. Um, although I think he is their top scorer this season, so that tells you a lot. Um, look, they have Jesus, they have Foden, they have Grealish, they have, they can play Bilv up there if they want. They can play De Bruyne in a false nine. They'll be fine. Um, all those players are probably already gone, if not, should be. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. 
because they're all returning semi-regularly anyways. It's not like one of them was doing very bad. Like It's just it's just your Gundogan and Rodri and Fernandinho you don't want. The rest of them are returning at an okay mm. rate. Um, Eric Bailly has gone from, supposedly gone to the Ivory Coast from United, although I think, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this, I think Ranić said he wants to keep him in the United squad because he doesn't want Varane to have to play so many games in such quick succession, having just come back from injury. So we'll wait and see there. Um, but he didn't play the other night. Phil Jones did. So um, not sure. I think actually Bailly was injured in the last game. So that's why he, isn't, he wasn't in the squad for their game against Wolves. Disappointing loss. Um, then Gineppo is gone for Southampton again. Oh, lost anyone. Bonrama is probably a, a decent loss for... Uh, West Ham, so you're probably looking to see um, uh, maybe pick up four nals because he's probably kind of he'll be back from COVID by the time they play their next game, and he'll probably slot in on that left hand side of that um, four two three one formation. Maybe maybe the pick up of the bunch four nals. Yeah, just as he's the last one we mentioned, but yeah, I think he's the best thing we've spoke about yeah, throughout this whole segment. Prob- probably, I'd say De- Dennis or Alise or maybe uh, or or maybe uh, like a, a solid backup. But yeah, um, and then obviously the big standout is probably Dennis, who who hasn't been included in the, the squad for Nigeria, even though they say he was, but then Watford say that they handed in the notice to call him up too late, and so he's not going to travel to the AFCON, um, Watford are going to keep him and try and stay up in the league, so that's kind of that's kind of all the players that we've gone through for the AFCON anyway. Okay, that's... Uh... Yeah, I don't have much to add there. You mentioned, yeah, the Palace boys, Fornells, the Salah backup. They're kind of the spicy bits you'd be thinking about. rest of them, not so sexy. Maybe Kepa in goals for Chelsea. That's one more interesting point. Yeah. Uh, a little less rotation at Man City with Mahrez gone, but still a struggle to say he's definitely going to start when you're picking your player. Um, I think that was a decent roundup of the AFCON. Yeah, yeah, I think there was a... I think we talked about it for longer than we thought we would. I'm just looking at the timer here. <laughs> yeah, it was actually interesting when we got into it. All right. Um, we'll go to our outro segment. That was episode 16, folks. Um, nice to get back into it after the Christmas period. Of, I'm actually a good, a good day off the drink now after Christmas, so it's nice to nice to detox. Uh, nice to get back into the pod. I certainly had fun. Did you, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having to detox because they fucking raised the price of drink over here. So I'm not happy about that. I don't think, I don't think anyone's happy about it. You, you can't afford to drink anymore, Steve. As far uh, as I'm aware. Look, I have to sell one of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Ship them off there to the Afcon. Give them a few games. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Mali could do with them. It seem like they're, they seem like they're in desperate need of a player. Okay, well that's good of you, and at least then you can enjoy uh, a few more Corona extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually fond of the Guinness now at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, no. Mm, nice. All right, that was yeah. <laughs> that's the episode. <laughs> what Hope was you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. <laughs> there is no outro for this, know. so it's kind of it's kind of just tailing yeah. off. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with the pod, you can do so at the Discord, which is mentioned in our podcast description. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter, where we post every episode and you get a little update. You also get that in the Discord. The Twitter is at the FPL Jingle. 
And if, finally, if you want to see the league itself, which is good, you can see the standings and matchups and loads of You can just see all the results and so on and so forth. That is also in the podcast description. Uh, Steve, end it for us. And good to be back. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the FPL Jingle. And uh, we'll be back soon with a new episode with the special guest. 